But my favourite now is something called the Coast Caboo, which is a fabric. Uh, it's a it's a stretchy one, um, and I love the, st the stretchy wraps. And and when people can get used to to the wraps for newborn babies, they are they're just wonderful because they stretch and they mould to the baby's shape. Um, but some people find them quite sort of. Uh, it's a long piece of fabric and you've got to work out how to tie it and, and things. And it takes a bit of practice, but it's, it's great once you've got used to it. But the, the close caboo is, um, it's designed on that, um, on that kind of basis, if you like, but it, it has some formed elements. So you just put it through a couple of rings at the side and you've got that stretchy wrap. Hi, I'm Leslie Abraham, a pre- and postnatal expert, DO, and exercise specialist with over 11 years of international experience. I am now the founder of Bonjour Baby, a birth prep and postpartum recovery online program. I help new moms just like you preparing for birth and recover after so that you can be ready for the biggest day of your life push with confidence and feel like your own self again in your new mom's body. So if you have questions on how to stay healthy during your pregnancy, prepping your body for birth, preventing diastasis recti or the best way to support your postpartum recovery, this podcast is for you. I created this show to give you simple and scientifically proven tips and insights on pregnancy, birth prep, recovery and motherhood, and give you the answers and knowledge you deserve. So if you are currently pregnant, a brand new mom, or a mom of four already, looking for feeling better in your body and more confident in your mom life, you are at the right place. So tune in, grab your favorite cup of tea, settle comfortably, and let's get this episode started. Welcome back to the Bonjour Baby podcast and to episode 52. Today, I have the pleasure to chat with Tess Crawford. Tess is a qualified health visitor, specialized community public health nurse, who has worked in Scotland as well as England and the mother of four children, all now grown up. She home educated all four of her children and has experience of supporting families in this area also. Having done a variety of massage courses, she now offers courses and support in using massage to support families with a child struggling with anxiety. Tess accepted to come to the show today to talk to us about baby worrying, all the amazing benefits, but also how to make it work with twins and preterm babies. Before we dive into today's episode, have you shared the Bonzo Baby podcast with any other moms yet? You know, like your mom's friends or the ladies in your mom Facebook group or in your baby and me meeting group. I would be so grateful if you could just take a minute of your time and share this episode with someone that you know and who will find it valuable to their very own journey. Again, I will be so, so grateful. All you have to do is go to the app or podcast listening platform you're using, click on the share button icon and send it on over. 
Thank you so much in advance. Also, just a reminder that we have a nice little challenge going on in my free Facebook group and you can find the link in the show notes. If you're not a member yet, you want to click on that link and join the fun. I offer weekly free abs recovery, functional training and stretching sessions all for free. If you're not a member yet, let me tell you that you are missing out on a lot of free stuff. But back to the challenge. For the months of April 2022, we have a referral challenge happening in the group. There is a free spot to win in my brand new program, the Postpartum Body Solution. That's a group coaching program, a 12 weeks group coaching program. And that's a gift with a value of $197. And a bundle of three pouches of Mashka's delicious replenishing bites, one of my favorite postpartum recovery products. Check them out on the link in the show notes, you can always use the code BONJOURBABY, that's B-O-N-J-O-U-R-B-A-B-Y, for 10% off. All you have to do is join the group, refer your friends to the group, and you will enter for a chance to win these fabulous prizes. All right, let's dive into our episode with Tess Crawford. Hi, Tess. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. And before we dive into today's topic, uh, all about baby wearing, uh, and you're going to tell us everything about it in a minute, would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself and how you work with parents? Hi. Yes. Uh, very pleased to be here. Um, I am over in the UK, so uh, I'm actually in Scotland. And uh, in the UK, we have health visitors here who are specialist public health nurses who work with families with children under five. So we take over from the midwives at 10 days, although we also go and see parents antenatally as well. So that's uh, what my sort of qualification is in. And I've kind of left that behind to start my own business now, working with families, but still working with uh, families with children of all ages now. So nice that's my background yeah I love that I love that you have uh, that available in the UK I mean especially here in the US it is very different and I feel it is such you know connection that helps a lot families just after coming back to from the hospital that's for sure absolutely I think it's you know we're there to sort of support but also monitor babies and growth and development and that sort of thing as well so I think we've got less uh we've got less interaction in the UK with pediatricians where I think you have that more so over there so mm -hmm. uh, we do more of the monitoring over here yeah that's great so today as we just said we'll talk about baby wearing right can you tell us a bit more about baby wearing so what's the best way to make this work and what does it take to get started um, I think probably one of the sort of answers to a lot of the questions today uh, is going to be the best way to get it to work is, is to find um, what we have is sling libraries here. So or find a baby wearing consultant. Getting sort of advice and support can be really, really helpful um, because a, a lot of the um, baby wearing sort of slings and, and carriers you can get from shops. Uh, aren't necessarily the best ones to get. So you know, to find somebody who can give you some advice um, sort of specifically for your needs and for your baby and your sort of, uh, you know, depending whether it's you and your partner who both wanted to carry the baby, sort of finding out what would work best for you. So that's probably would be my sort of advice on, on where to go, first of all, really. 
Yeah. And is there like uh, a training, you know, parents should look for? Is there a specific kind of website they, they would be able to find that kind of uh, person helping them? Uh, well, here in the UK, my favorite one is one called Carrying Matters. Um, and it's uh, it's run by a doctor over here who is was one of the lead people here in training in in all things to do with with baby wearing so there's two different kind of qualifications as a being a peer supporter which is great so a lot of people who help in what's sling libraries where you can rent slings and get advice do that qualification and then you can do a further one if you want to to be a baby wearing consultant okay so she's got lots of really good advice and answered questions on her website there oh that's perfect that's a good resource to to look at definitely mm. Yes. So any tips or rule of thumb on best positioning baby for safety when baby wearing? Yes. Well, there's there's generally there's baby wearing rules and it's um, um, the letters are ticks. So T-I-C-K-S. So um, and I know I'm going to forget them now because put on the spot. I always forget what they are. (laughs) (laughs) So T is for tight. So you want you want the baby nice and close and tight to you. Um, and then you want baby to be um, I, um, in line uh, and then close enough to kiss. So that gives you the, um, you know that you've got the baby high enough if you can kiss the top of their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, now I'm forgetting what they are now. Um, but yes, you want them to be... Um, So their backs to be supported as well. So, um, so it's good to, to look up and see what sort of guidelines there are, especially if there are different ones where you are, but you will find that there are guidelines to, to help you uh, make sure that you're, you're um, carrying the baby correctly. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, as long as, as the baby's um, airways are free as well, so you've got to make sure that their, their chins aren't on their chest and the back is supported um, and it's not too loose, then those are, are some pretty key key instructions there. So how can you make sure that the back is supported? It, does it have to do with the tightness of the sling or how can parents know for sure that, you know, they're, they're doing it well? Yeah, it, it goes along with it being tight enough. You want a nice, um, just a nice gentle curve shape for the baby, but to see that there, there is fabric supporting supporting around the back. Um, okay. So should, I, should, I, yeah. I believe they are arching back. You want to have that strong support so so they don't like, you know, um, take yes. out the sling, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's something that we see a lot. Yeah. And the other sort of thing that people often talk about with slings is that you want a sling to support babies from knee to knee. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, of um, so what I would describe as high street slings will have much narrower, narrower base to hold the baby uh, and the legs dangle down. And that's not as good a support. You want that support from knee to knee, although you can adapt um, those kind of slings by 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 tying fabric round to, to add on the extra support if you find uh, that you've you've been given one of these slings that isn't quite good enough support you can adapt it with a nice scarf wrap round as well okay so that's better to have them with the knees bent inside of the sling right that's what you're saying yeah you want to have what we describe as a nice m shape mm. so the um 
the knees would actually be sort of higher than the hips. And so they are actually sort of wrapped, wrapped around you rather than having that kind of dangle that you might see with the legs. Yeah, um, that makes and, sense. and just sort of slightly adjusting the hips. There's a slight sort of curve into you. Okay, it that should be sense. a nice sort of M shape. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good tip. Uh, M shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about preterm babies? Uh, does that work for them as well, uh, or do we need to do any kind of modifications? I mean, what we know about preterm babies is that skin to skin contact can be. Uh, even more beneficial. I mean, skin to skin contact is is great for newborn babies. It is um, being next to a mother's skin is where they're designed to be once they're born. Um, and for preterm babies, it can be even more important. And uh, if people look up things like kangaroo care, um, it's about keeping babies very close. And preterm babies that can be incredibly important because they're getting the warmth of your skin. Mm-hmm. So they, um, it's you know, it's keeping them warm and it's helping regulate their heat. Um, they also can hear your heartbeat, and obviously they've they've been they've developed hearing your heartbeat, and so that that soothes them, it relaxes them, um, and actually a mother's chest will will fluctuate. Uh, and will moderate moderate to, to, to be the right temperature for a newborn baby. So there's been quite a lot of research on keeping baby skin to skin can be really, really beneficial. So you can get um, special sort of almost like shirts. You can wear babies inside. So very small babies can, can be worn like that, but you can get stretchy wraps that can be really good for newborn babies and, and benefit from that, that closeness. Okay. I understand. And so for twins, how does that work? <laughs> yes, a little bit more complicated with, twi- with twins, but um, it is a great way because obviously with twins, you, you know, you've only got you've only got two hands, and uh, it's much more difficult to get on and do things. But yes, you can you can definitely um, baby wear with twins. You can get you can get special carriers for twins, but they do tend to be uh, more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, But you can, again, if you've got if you found a, a consultant uh, to talk to, they will be able to help uh, show you how you can tie things like um, woven wraps in a certain way where you can carry two babies at the same time. So when they're very little, you can actually kind of carry them sort of next to each other on your front. Um, but you can also sort of carry on the front and on the back. There's ways to, to do that oh, wow. um, and just adapt um A, a woven wrap to do it that way because I think I think some of the the, the ones that are designed for twins can be great but they can be a lot more expensive yeah that's for sure so what's your favorite uh you know baby wearing way do you prefer the sling do you pre- what what do you prefer from from your point of view yeah it's interesting because um I mean my children are My youngest turned 19 the other day. I, st- I still can't. <laughs> I still can't say it without. Um, yes. So there wasn't there wasn't the choice and the variation when mine were little. Um, and I actually made myself a ring sling. Um, so yes, yeah, so a, a piece of fabric. And I think actually I wouldn't advise this now because I think uh, I used wooden curtain rings actually. Um, <laughs> But it, it worked fine and that was great. So for me, the ring sling was was great because I found it very easy to adjust 
for uh, breastfeeding as well. So you can just sort of loosen it very easily. And you could, you've also got the sort of privacy element, I think, with, with the, the fabric ring sling that you can just sort of hide behind slightly if, if you feel that you, you need that. And, and obviously some moms feel that they need that. Um, so that one was what we used when, uh, especially when my younger two, because I've got four, um, were babies. But my favourite now is something called the Close Kaboo, which is a fabric. Uh, it's a it's a stretchy one, um, and I love the st- the stretchy wraps. And and when people can get used to to the wraps for newborn babies, they are they're just wonderful because they stretch and they mould to the baby's shape. Um, but some people find them quite sort of. Uh, it's a long piece of fabric and you've got to work out how to tie it and, and things and it takes a bit of practice but it's it's great once you've got used to it but the the close kaboo is um it's designed on that um on that kind of basis if you like but it, it has some formed elements so you just put it through a couple of rings at the side and you've got that stretchy wrap um there kind of designed like that for you so it can be really really good yeah so that's probably my favorite and and I would tend when I was visiting families um when mums were were um pregnant I would often ask if they were planning to get sling and and that was always my one that I would kind of um and it is a very popular one certainly here in the UK Mm. so it's actually quite a good one to um to either get from the sling library to try out um, or you can get them secondhand because oh, yeah. so we use them. You can you can get them secondhand quite easily as well. Oh, that's a good idea. All mm. right, perfect. So when we talked before this episode to prepare for it together, you mentioned that baby wearing has a ton of benefits for both uh, mm. the kid, the baby, and parents. So can you tell us a bit more about this? Yes. Um, I think it, it goes back to um, looking at, as it were, how we how we designed and how we evolved, um, and we didn't evolve with our babies in 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 separate containers, mm-hmm. and we evolved um, keeping our babies close to us. So it is how we've evolved, and and in many respects, how, what babies expect. Um, and as human infants are born very immature uh, compared to other our closest sort of primate relatives, they are born quite immature because we have larger heads, because we've got bigger brains and because we've got a smaller, smaller pelvic opening. Mm-hmm. Um, human infants are born more immature. Um, and so we quite often talk about the fourth trimester and the fact that because human infants are born really early, they, they, can, they need that extra time kept close because actually they should probably still be inside. Um, so carrying babies gives them that what we call fourth trimester keeps them close it helps regulate their heartbeat and the warmth that we've talked about before but we do know that babies who uh, are carried cry a lot less than babies who are are kept predominantly in in um, lying down um and that is um, a pretty pretty um, persuasive factor for most people (laughs) to have a baby who cries less um also for babies who are uh, sort of struggling with uh, digestive issues, keeping babies upright as well is because that's the way we've evolved, it's the way we're designed, um, their sort of digestive system does work better if you keep them upright as well. So 
um, from that point of view, it's um, it's really beneficial. It is. And, yeah. and then we've just got the practical element. You know, you've got a baby in a good a good sling um, and you can actually sort of carry on and, and do things. I actually found with, uh, with actually when my fourth child, because I had three already, um, and I had Poppy in a sling, but actually I found that um, I needed to make sure that I stopped because I could actually, with, with Poppy, I could um, just get on with everything and actually feed on the go and stuff. It's like, actually, you've got a newborn baby. You do need to sit down sometimes. Having her in the sling meant I could just carry on and do, do everything. So um, so it can, you know, freeze up your hands and, and, and things. But I guess I could, I could go on. There's communication as well. You've got babies close to you there. You've got communication. It's really good for language development because you do tend you know, there's that tendency to explain what you're doing and talk to your baby all the time. Um, and because you've got a baby who isn't crying as much, it's much better for, for mum's mental health as well. So for mums who are, who are struggling with postnatal depression, I would always uh, recommend getting a sling because that can really help as well. Yeah. So that That's... would be a sort of a whirlwind of, of what the benefits are, but yeah. yes. It's all wonderful, you know, benefits to <laughs> listen yes. to. And yeah. I'm sure everyone listening wants that uh, as well. So that's perfect. So we talked about slings a lot. So mm. let's talk about the other kind of baby carriers that we can see on the market. Mm. And I know there's a debate whether they are really functional or not. That's something that we were already talking about more than 10 years ago when I began to work in my practice as a pediatric osteopath. Mm. So some are definitely better than others, but how can we make sure they are more functional if we have that at home and we don't want to invest in a sling and better for baby without, you know, investing in something else again? Mm. Um, I mean, I think I... Um... It depends on the individual uh, thing that you've got. Um, seeking advice, again, I'd say that I would probably come back to that as an answer for, for quite a few things. Um, seeking advice on what you've got. There are um, very definite carriers out there that um, that I think we would advise not to use. There um, that aren't very good for for babies' posture and and very and particularly safe for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they carrier um sort of you can do that the safety measures that we talked about earlier if you can if those are all um ticked off um then hopefully it should be something that that is okay for babies but there are certain ones that were um sort of um were like a like a, a, a sort of a sling as in, in babies were sort of held uh, sort of across the chest and, and laid down uh, that there was there was a um, those, those were quite sort of fashionable at one stage but they're not very good for babies because they don't you've got the chin on the on the chest and the airway so again it's just going back to those those safety factors if you can if if the one that you've got there conforms to to, to the, the safety um, factors that we talked about then it should be okay yeah. And what about the hip opening? Because I, I know that was really a thing at one point where a lot of baby carriers were really putting their hip joint in a lot of uh, external rotations. And mm. so we were advising against that, obviously. So 
if you have that kind of baby carrier at home, is there a way to make it more functional? Meaning that how can we bring, you know, their knees above the hips with that kind of carrier, if you don't want to, by anyone? Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, sort of, I mentioned a little bit earlier on that you can get a scarf and you can use a, if you've got a nice wide scarf, I don't mean like a, just a knitted mm-hmm. little scarf, but when you see the big wide sort of fabric, pieces of fabric, really, mm-hmm. you can use that and tie that around baby. And so they've got, once you've got that, uh, if you're able to tie it so that it's supporting it, you know, that knee to knee, that can really help and it can ad- adapt uh, sort of a less ideal um, mm. baby carrier. And, and allow you to get the baby into that that good M position where the, the hips are are held in the right uh, in the right way. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's good to know that you know you can modify by by using like a, a small mm. things like that that will make yes. a whole difference. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it's hard if you've already got something or somebody's given you something and it, you don't want to sort of throw it throw it away and waste it. But you can actually adapt it, and, um, and it can. If you get a right nice colored scarf. It'll, be a, a yeah. nice sort of accessory as well <laughs> <Look> nice. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um i know something that you that you work on with the families uh, is massage as well right mm. so ca- carrying is so beneficial as we said because there is this physical connection going on right this skin to skin moment and i know you also so specialize in positive touch and I love the the term so can you speak about that and how parents can transform this into a self-care experience for the whole family yes um I think a lot of us know about baby massage as well and and how beneficial in 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 many in many ways in in the same ways that we've talked about with baby wearing how beneficial it can be um but it doesn't have to stop after babies get to that really wiggly stage so Quite often, babies get to a stage where um, baby massage could be more difficult because they just they they just won't <laughs> stay lying down and they wiggle and turn over and things. Um, but you you can come back to it, uh, and I think it's a lovely thing to come back to and um, and look at again. And you and all the things that you le- learn in baby massage, you can adapt and use in in for children, mm. um, and then look at other there are other things that that I, I talk about with people and other um, courses that I do that you can look at doing um, essential, adding essential oils in, doing essential oil massage um, or adding in storytelling. So um, bringing in storytelling to massage can, can cover a whole range of things as children get older. You, know, um, you can obviously help with literacy. It can help um, soothe them and get them ready for bed. It can help with transitions. So for children who, who struggle with, with changes or who've had to deal with a change, a new baby or just a difficult circumstances, uh, parents splitting up or even, you know, sad things like, uh, you know, losing grandparents and things. You can, you can create stories that will help children um, deal with these situations or prepare for going to nursery or, mm-hmm. or various different things. So, so, yes, I talk a lot about story massage and some of the work I do as well. Um, and it can really sort of help. I think one of the things that I love about massage is that it isn't a sort of a one-way thing. It's not just about supporting your baby um, because it's about touch. You're touching and, and, and so you're getting the reward of touch as well. 
And so it's a, it's a good way to look at self care for ourselves. And as children get older, they can learn to do it for you as well. Yes, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's a good point. But uh, yeah, I love that you incorporate you know stories into into that time, and it's it's really a moment where everyone can calm down as well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's beautiful. That's really yeah. nice. All right. So if parents want to know more about the courses that you're offering, or they want to uh, know how you work with other parents out there and connect with you, where can they find you online? Um, Well, I'm on Facebook and people are are welcome to connect with me on my personal Facebook page. I'm quite easy to find because my surname is quite unusual. It's Crawford, but it's spelled C-R-A-U-F-U-R-D. Um, so Tess Crawford on Facebook. Um, but my business is called Safe, Healthy, Happy. So you can also find me on Instagram under Safe, Healthy, Happy um, and connect with me there. And um, I do a free webinar, which I've just done one and I will be repeating it. So I'll be doing it next uh, in January, uh, looking at story massage specifically on the on the webinar and uh, look as well at the importance of touch and why we as human beings really need touch and especially at the moment obviously uh, with the pandemic and the the sort of negative uh, messages and experiences that children have had around touch how how we can uh, use massage to sort of counter that and and uh, sort of turn it around a bit for children and help them to deal with the the sort of stresses of the current situation as well so Absolutely. That makes yeah. perfect sense. And I will add all these links to the show notes, so it's easy to find. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much, Tess, for coming today to the show. It was such a lovely discussion together. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been really great. <laughs> thank you. I hope you loved this episode and that you had all the answers to all your baby worrying related questions. Do not hesitate to check out the show notes to find the link to the resources Tess mentioned or see how you can connect with her. Before we wrap up this episode, if you are currently in the middle of your postpartum recovery journey and struggle with diastasis recti, peeing your pants when you sneeze or cough and none of this is normal, plateauing in your weight loss journey or simply don't know where to start to support your body's recovery and finally feel like yourself again, you can go ahead and download my free postpartum recovery guide. You will find the link in the show notes. It will give you more insights into what's happening within your body and I'm also sharing five simple exercises with videos to get you started. If you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. Postpartum recovery calls for a lot of adjustment and sometimes we are simply missing the tools that will make us feel better just because we never heard about it. So share away. All you have to do is go to the app or podcast listening platform you're using, click on the share button icon and send it on over. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so and this helps me support other moms like you take back control of the health and body and embrace this new chapter of their life with confidence. Thanks again for listening in today and I will see you next week, same time, same place, my friend. Until next time.